Welcome to the Thunderstock Show, a collection of valuable brainstorms to enhance your life, liberty, and pursuit of property. Today's special guest is none other than my friend from elementary school who got me into wrestling, Matt Myers. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, man. One of the topics that Matt and I were talking about is probably comes from his his old stepfather, John Reynolds, about when you dream, dream big, and you have to believe before you achieve. So not to dive into any seriously heady, deep topics just yet, but um, one of the things that I want to ask Matt about and get into really is what what is the smoke and oakum and uh, kind of the story about giving me a phone call probably now six months ago yeah. out of the blue and how life has changed since the beginning of the year, since quarter one of this year, basically beginning of quarter two till till now. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> been kind of a wild ride this year. A lot, a lot of things have changed for me, um, going from dead-end job to possibly finding a career, if not a stepping stone towards reaching a final goal of a career. Um, just going out, reaching out, and doing new things and not being afraid to fail um, has drastically changed my life over the year. Um, plus getting married and... And uh, having a baby on the way has, has really changed my thought process on how I want to approach things as I go through life. So it's, it's been a wild ride. That's a lot. Yeah. So what I'm talking about in the beginning, of the beginning of the year, probably around March, April, I get a message. I'm putting my daughter to sleep, and I get a voice message from Matt who's like, hey, I just drove by this restaurant. Or I saw this restaurant was for sale in Lidditz. Who's to say I don't go and buy it and start my own barbecue spot? And I think Matt, you may have known at the time. I had my real estate license. My family was in commercial real estate, and yeah. I've bought—I don't know—between me and people I know, well, let's call it mm, seven, eight businesses in the last three or four years. I'm like, hey, that sounds like a plan. Let's get started. And he's like, oh, I was kind of joking. Yeah. But now that you say that, yeah, it was—it uh, was just one of those things. I was like passing by on a whim. And I was like what the heck's going on with that place? And one thing led to another. And I was like, actually, this could be a reality. And uh, it's, it's been great ever since. Even though, like some things have bottlenecked and, and come to an end and you had to detour and go in a different direction. Like it's drastically changed my life path with a joking phone call message. Uh, um, so some of the things that we did after that is – I, I told him, I was like, this is the price point right now. I said, but there's several other businesses that would fit what you're talking about for let for a much lower price point. And we started looking at them and, and I think the first showing at the end of that, you're like, Hey, um, I don't know if you were engaged or you were planning to marry the time or whatever. But like, Hey, I found out that my you know long-term girlfriend is pregnant. So you're like, we want to put an offer on the business. We want to, we're having a family and I'm like, dude, this is really getting exciting for you. And I'm glad I got to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, went through the process of helping with the business plan and talking to financial people and all this other stuff. So, um, why do I bring that up? I think what inspired me was talking to a friend of mine that I've known for, I don't know, 25 years. Yeah. 
yeah. not to date ourselves <clears throat> and and talked and having one conversation and being a part of like hey I'm entertaining this thought I'm not super happy with what's going on right now but if I chase this like n- like having disregard for the negatives of chasing a dream just going for it is super inspirational to me because I, I like to think that I operate in a similar way and I want other people to hear kind of the fallout, like what happens when that happens. It's mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know. It's not a question. It's more of a statement. Yeah. I guess my question for you is, you know, after we, we talked to lenders and whatnot and went through the whole process of, you know, we wrote a couple offers on businesses and um, just the whole business acquisition, for those of you that don't know, has gotten a lot different in 2023 than it was even in 2022 and 21, wherein banks, like money is more expensive to buy, interest rates are going way up, um, cost of living is going up and uh, interest is going up, but like uh, cash on hand and savings across America is going down. So from an economic standpoint, it's like, Probably much, I would say substantially harder to buy a business today in 23 than it was in the last two or three years. And we learned that by going mm-hmm. through the process. You know, I think in 21, it would have been closed in 90 days. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But my question for you, Matt, is like, and it's a statement of questions. Like, although we didn't get the first business that we really wanted to get, what are some of the things you learned? And that were useful from not getting exactly what we wanted at the time. Um, <clears throat> well, I think the th- biggest thing I learned is patience and and just like willing to ride things out. Because um, like you, I'm a type of person that when I want something, I want it now and I want to go get it now. And like I'll do whatever I really need to do to go get it. Um, so, like, there's a lot of work and time and hours put in just to be put into a standstill and a stall. Um, so, like, patience was a huge thing that I learned. And then also, like, um, again, it was, like, failing um, and, like, not being down on yourself for something that you're trying that's new. Um, being willing to not be great right away. Right. Um, it it's okay just to, to step into a ring that you're, you're not used to an environment you're not used to and being like, I'm going to go full tilt at this. And if it get, if it, if, if it, uh, if it happens, it happens. If not, then we'll, we'll go back to the drawing board, figure out what went wrong, how it went wrong and game plan and regroup and, and go at it again. Um, so like there's so much things that you can learn in failure and things not coming to fruition fruition like you think they're going to um and that's just helped me a lot with like confidence and going forward from that um like when everything didn't go the way we wanted it to go and like i'm thinking of one particular day like when we talked to a lender or something and they're just like hey this deal is not going to happen like they were the first person to give like a hard no yeah and and that day I, i i gave myself 24 hours to be mad yeah um, so I, I took 24 hours. I texted you. I said, I just need some time. Mm-hmm. I need some time to cool off and, uh, went for a drive, listened to some heavy metal 
and uh, got back home, played video games, just drowned myself out for like literally 24 hours. And then after I woke up and got a shower, looked myself in the mirror, I said, this ain't going to change anything. Mm. So <clears throat> started started getting back on the grindstone to figure out how I can improve my life from where I was at. Without. And you were already taking steps. And the thing I remember in that call was like, dude, ever since I talked to you, I've been doing everything right. And I'm like, yeah, you have. I've seen you. I've seen you take every directionally appropriate step towards the goal. And one of the things that we learn in, in wrestling, at least I've learned, is that you can do everything right and still not win. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can you can wrestle a perfect match and then you make just the slightest hiccup or or you just make the wrong step and, and everything can just come crashing down on you. Um, I mean, we, we've all been there up 13, 14, nothing, and then get pinned. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> thinking of how many times it's happened to me. It's uh, not great. I think I've also been on the, the – and you have as well. We had the conversation about a Solenko match when we were seniors mm -hmm. um, where you've been on the winning side of that too. And I think like that all like, – like that actual situation, you go back to that, like you got to think like – that was being down with less than 10 seconds in a match. Um, and, and a normal person with, a, with like a, a weaker mindset, would have, that would have been it. They would have been done. But through wrestling through years and years and years, and like at that, that point, what we're wrestling for 12, 13 years. You, you're wrestling longer than me. But yeah. yeah. Um, that's not in your mind or soul to do is give up. Uh, so you do it, like I said, throw a Hail Mary and, you end up walking away with a pin. And so, like, you translate that into life with everyday things and everyday struggles. R wrestling gives you a mindset where it's just, like, this sucks, but we can make it better. Like, if, if I work harder and, and I put more time into this, I can make it better and I can I can achieve what I want to achieve. So It gives you so much agency, right? <clears throat> so like that's, that's the ability to influence... Right, so that's what I basically put into once the the deal fell through with the restaurant. It's like, yeah, this sucks, but I have goals. I have I have things that I want to do for my family, and sitting here and doing the same thing over and over again is not going to fix that. I'm I'm going to be in the same place a year from now if I'm sitting here doing the same thing. So how can I fix my family situation and my situation? Mentally and financially, and that—that's getting on the grindstone, trying to find something new to do, changing your environment, changing your environment, and 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 getting yourself around more successful people. Like I thoroughly believe, the more you hang out with successful people, the more successful you'll be. You try to be, replicate what they do, and uh, <clears throat> and success looks so different for each person. But I think one of the ways that I would look at success is. Did you get to where you wanted to go eventually? You know, and that could be with sports, that could be with career, that could be with family or whatever, fitness. Um, but I remember talking to you and you told me how many phone calls you had with restaurant owners before like before we even ripped an offer. And I'm like, dude, you like by ha by reaching out to these people and starting this conversation, you know how have like a bench of people that are rooting for you with all this experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that's a, a big thing that I, I learned, too, with going through the industry that I did. It's, like, never burning bridges. Mm -hmm. Like, always being upfront and honest with people. Like, why? Like if you're leaving a restaurant to go to a different place or this and that third. Um, 
just not burning bridges because at after all this time of being in the culinary industry, I I and and tell everyone you've been in since you were like twelve. Yeah, my my grandmother owned a diner, um, so I I I didn't work there all the time, but there was time I'd be. You were there. I was there, um, doing like prep work, dish work, stuff like that, and then it's just been nonstop basically my whole life with a two year break doing construction, mm-hmm. um, but. <clears throat> yeah. <I'm... laughs> no, but I mean, that's a one of the things that we talked about is everyone has assets in their everyone has tools in their tool belt and it's like adding new tools or new ways to you know, if if you thought about you're only ever going to be doing this thing, like hey, I I've, I've taken this experience, I've gotten this place I'm going to do this exact role for the rest of my tenure because he can't conceive another role. But it's like, no, you know, you've done um, management, you've done hiring and firing, you've done um, ordering, you've done, you know, training, you've done um, from dishes and maintenance, like like cleaning up the spot, the prep work to actually like running the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, there's... On one hand, you could do ownership and take on the next role in the kitchen because basically, unless you became a GM or an owner, like you've you've gotten to the point where that's where you can get. But I think what you did after the temporary setback of not getting the the restaurant that we wanted to do is like remarkable, right? Because within what one week you had the interview for the the new. It was, tell us about that. It, it was eight days. <laughs> Yeah, not very um, yeah, long time. I would say that some people spend so much time beating themselves up, and you spent 24 hours, which is an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Um, so after the 24 hours and and like getting my 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 mental psyche back into like, all right, what what do we got to do next? Um, I knew I wanted to get out of a kitchen. Um, the the hours and the time that you put into a kitchen, it's just not sustainable to have a successful family life. And um, it wasn't supporting your goal. Right. <clears throat> so I have years and years of experience doing something and and like managing people, hiring, firing, doing all that. But I, I didn't want to be in a kitchen. So like, what, what do you do? Um, so I started looking for jobs that weren't necessarily kitchen, but maybe pr- production or, or manufacturing, something along those lines where you're still in like an assembly line process. Um, which is what a kitchen is at the end of the day, um, but not in a, in a hot environment till 11, 12 o'clock at night with lots of alcohol and drugs being tossed around while that's all going on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I, I ended up finding a, a candy candy company and uh, found a, that, that they needed a production manager. So I just, I like, I don't know anything about candy production but I have a lot of skill sets that go into candy making. So I threw my head in the ring and uh What'd you tell him in the interview? I told him <laughs> I told him that I'm the I'm the most qualified unqualified person that you'll ever interview. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that they they love that. But um now that I'm into into it for a little bit here, um it's it's basically the basics of culinary, but it's um a lot more strict on like uh, your temperatures and how the recipes need to be put together, um, but it's it's uh, it's fun again. It's something that I've never done, and there's so much to learn. 
and it's it's not an, a hostile environment anymore and uh the money's great or the benefits are great uh, so the schedule the schedule's great it's monday through friday i'm off by four o'clock in the afternoon like that doesn't happen in kitchens <laughs> um so uh, it's not settling i think is the biggest thing um and for where you're at in your life it may have actually been a better step for you until you get to your ultimate goal right, right. it's not like it's not like uh you have not you have failed it's not like you have failed and it's fatal it's that's not the case what happened is you were redirected to something that's probably more situationally appropriate from your act from your life goal uh, from you know my perspective and the outside looking in i'm just like man when i talked to you in march versus when i'm talking to you now it's like you're a different freaking person and you can change your whole life in six months yeah and uh, like a lot of it's mental and then I, I also started getting back into like working out and doing that thing again too and that helped tremendously like was getting back into jujitsu and then i got my purple belt and that that like made me more motivated to get back into the gym and work out and be in better shape and then that in turn helped my mental with like preparing and getting ready for a new job and tackling a new career like it's just never well, you have two new jobs yeah let's <laughs> talk about the fun one uh the fun one so uh what was this about 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 the same time that i i applied i'd say a week or so after that i applied for for uh, the the management position at the factory uh i <clears throat> started to apply for a wrestling position and I was thinking in my head, there's no way that you can make it up there in time after school to do do a wrestling position. So I, I stopped the, the, the application process, but apparently somehow my email address went through to the school district. <clears throat> so the school district sen- ends up calling me a day later, um, asking me if I was still interested. And uh, I was like, absolutely. So they gave uh, the head coach of the, the varsity boys team uh, my number and we sat down and talked and I went up to the school and talked to him for another two hours and bada bing bada boom I uh, got the head uh, coaching position for the Palmyra girls wrestling team and <laughs> that's uh it's a big deal because it's uh it's the first season that wrestling sanctioned for women uh so it's the fastest growing sport for ladies in across the United States yep and um it's going to be really interesting because it's, it's something that I'm getting in at the ground floor of it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something that I can grow with the sport. And that, that goes also to like never staying still. Like, um, I got to go, go, go. If I have downtime, I don't know what to do with myself. And then you start having bad habits. So, um, if I can give back even, half the knowledge that was given to me through through the years of wrestling then then i I feel like i'm doing something right as a human being um because at at this point it's it's not even about money with coaching like i i just want to be able to give my knowledge of the sport and dealing with adversity not just in sports but in life i mean we we can get into that if you want with with my parent situation and finding out my dad's not my dad and that type of stuff but like i remember when that happened <clears throat> but um just i have so much stuff that's happened to me good and bad that i feel like 
it would be ignorant for me not to try to give back. And if I can give back to a sport that's given so much to me, and it's and it's a brand new aspect of the sport, it's just it's a phenomenal opportunity that I, I couldn't pass up. So really excited about that as well. So when it comes to coaching wrestling, you have been involved in wrestling since you were what six years old, five, five years old, five years old. I came back with a flyer. Um, at the time, I was at, at a different school. I was at, I, I lived in Mannheim, mm-hmm. um, so they they had a tryout wrestling night for the Mannheim Mat Club, and I brought home the flyer. My mom was the first one to see it, and she's like, "Absolutely not." And then my stepdad saw it, and he's like, "Absolutely yes." And we that night we went and got a pair of uh, wrestling shoes that played against sports, and I never looked back. And I remember, so I'll I'll tell the story how I got involved in wrestling. Is it was a fourth or fifth fifth grade, I would say. I was really into football, but football ends, and then in the winter it's like, what do you do? You don't you can't go outside. There's no like indoor sport really, and like that kind of was not ideal. I mean, I had to be moving. And Matt and I were in the same fifth grade class, and I remember seeing like a newspaper article with him getting an all-American like trophy or medal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what? Like you went to where was it? Reno? Um, that one would have Fargo? been that would have been Ohio. That one, um, and then later it would have been uh, yeah, Far- Fargo. And I'm like, bro, you're traveling across the country and getting like top eight in like the country. And you're like, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, we're in the same fifth grade class. And I mean, I remember you like love wrestling so much. And we were, you know, we were good buddies in elementary school. I was like, I'll try it. And uh, I just remember, I don't know if you remember this. I was 40 pounds heavier than you in elementary school. Okay. Yeah, I was tiny. And so <laughs> I was substantially bigger than Matt. And we wrestled my first week and he like knew what was going on. I didn't. And I remember I like sprained my neck. So like my one shoulder was like perked up. My other one was like drooped down. Like I almost like pulled the trap and I could not move my head to go forward. And I'm just like, how in the world did someone who's not quite half my size, like 30% smaller than me really damage me to the point I've never gotten hurt before. I'm like, at that, that point, that failure had me hooked. So I don't know if I ever yeah. told you that story before. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. I, I don't remember that at all either. Um, but that's that's the greatest thing about the sport is if if you actually do enjoy it and you get into it, like that camaraderie of just beating the crap out of each other and having respect that like, yeah, you took that and then the next night all of a sudden you're getting it on the other end because it switches just as just as fast and uh it's we've we've been friends ever since like uh, like we've had times where we haven't talked for a while but it's not like it's animosity or anything it's just life happens and and you hang out and it's like you didn't miss a beat yep exactly so after high school so in high school you had over 100 wins Mm -hmm. and uh, we did a lot in terms of like all year round wrestling and you know doing doing clubs and and off-season tournaments and beating some you know pretty nationally ranked guys that probably mm-hmm. gave you know you and I confidence. And then um, what has wrestling been like for you up to this point before coaching after high school, like after the, the sanctioned uh, PIAA stuff? Like 
personally wrestling going like wrestling now like competitively and like how have you been involved um so basically uh for a couple years i was just going off of the couch entering myself in college opens and winning (laughs) um uh but lately uh with wrestling it's it's been cool because like i like i said i've been working out and jujitsu's helped me tremendously with Mm. my wrestling i wish i was introduced to jujitsu as a kid because it would be night and day difference but um the confidence factor like um of going out and wrestling and not having the like self-doubt that i had as a teenager is something that i think i can take and instill try to instill in my athletes now Mm. because it's like go out and have fun and that that was the biggest thing as i i didn't have a lot of pressure on me but at the same point like I was successful all the way through school. So, like, I had a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, And that affected me. I would mentally get myself into situations before a match that I should never be in because I've been there 120 times before. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. um, but now when I wrestle, there, there's none of that self-doubt. It's just I'm just going out to have fun and I'm competing because it's fun to compete. And that's, I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned with competing outside of school is like when you start realizing that you're just going out there and doing something that you love, you end up doing that thing 10 times better. Like, yeah. like my big thing now, when I, I, I tell, tell people even at jujitsu practice is like, don't think, just go. Like the biggest, the biggest problem I think I had, like, in my senior years, I was constantly thinking about things, constantly thinking about what's while you're what's, on the mat. While you're on the mat, like, um, like what's going on next? What's going to happen? Like, like what what ranking am I in the district? Like, at the end of the day, none of that shit matters. Um, mm. Like, if if it really uh, does, now we're at our end of our day, yeah, we can look back and, and it, be like, oh, why do we care yeah, about that? Why do we care about? Why do I spend so much time worrying about Penn Live and, and the forums yeah. and all the media? If I would spend half the time just focusing on on myself and and not worrying about surfing the internet, being like, why is this guy ahead of me? And mm. I beat this like being such a better place. And I know that's going to be a lot harder coaching now because with like, the way the internet the way is. The internet is and social media, it's everything's everywhere. But I, I think if you can take that and focus your energy into having fun while trying to chase your, your ultimate goal, um, that that's the biggest thing. It w- and you can't have your cell phone on the mat. That's really important <laughs> that's, because sometimes, yeah. I mean, I do... I do office work and I look at my screen time and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to not look at a screen. And sometimes honestly doing jujitsu or wrestling is the only uninterrupted, uninterrupted time. I'm looking at a screen and I glancing at it. Right. Um, I, and, man, just, just doing a workout like that, like is, uh, so how many matches I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how many competitions have you done as an adult after, after high school um competitions wise i'm not sure exactly how many tournaments i've wrestled in but um was it three months ago four months ago i wrestled last time i hit 100 100 wins after after uh, high school so i I have my hundredth i have 102 wins now out of as like an adult doing opens opens yeah out of like what, a hundred and something match, uh, matches? That's like a hundred, hundred and twenty-five matches, I think. So, 
one of the main pinnacles in high school for a lot of wrestlers is like getting your hundredth win in PIAA high school. Right. But the thing that I like talking about with, you know, I have a friend um, who I wrestled with in college that had like one stellar college season and the rest were like, you know, okay. And his high school was like one stellar season and the rest were like, okay. And then it just turned out like the pressure of the, of the school sports was such a limiting factor to his potential. Like after he graduated, he's, he's won, I don't know how many, um, open tournaments, but he's won mid Atlantic wrestling association, like the Eastern nationals twice Mm -hmm. at a totally different weight class. And he's like, Oh yeah, I just have fun now. And it's kind of reminds me of your same mentality, like staying active and you get better at the thing that you enjoy that you love doing. I, I don't know, so but do you know that, that comparison? You yeah, know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so like, there's there's college kids that I step on the mat with that really I probably shouldn't have any business beating. But because my mindset isn't like, I just got taken down, I'm in my head. Like, <laughs> I get taken down, like, damn, dude, that was slick. I, like, I'll talk like, to kudos. people. Like, yeah, I'll talk to people now while I'm wrestling. And, I, and like, I don't let things bother me. And, mm. and um just just you're anti-fragile yeah just letting letting things flow like it like like if i go out there and i hit something flashy and get stuck on my back and i'm down five nothing who cares man (laughs) (laughs) um so that's that's the biggest thing i i know it's hard when you're in high school or in college because like there is the competition aspect of it and i'm a competitor i get it i don't like to freaking lose but it's okay to lose. It's like it's okay to to fail, fall on your face as long as you don't allow it to keep you on your face. If you get back up, learn what you did wrong, learn the new way to do it, go about it, train it that way, and it becomes successful. Now, now that that failure has turned into a success. I would say that we have enough uh, experience and context to understand that the pursuit is the actual reward and not achieving the the goal sometimes i've had the the biggest letdown emotionally after i've achieved a goal because i'm like oh shoot what do i strive for now yeah yeah um a lot of times the the, the failure is the best part of the journey you just don't realize it yet yeah um yeah so like looking back on a lot of things like it's like i wouldn't be where i'm at if i didn't have those things happen to me like exactly the case in point this job that i've just gotten with with everything going on like if if things didn't change on a dime for us with the investment then i wouldn't be where i'm at now so like things happen for a reason and like you just kind of got to roll with it like you like life throws some haymakers and if if you can if you can roll the punch a little bit and and survive it you always got another round until you don't have any more rounds but but uh there's there's always tomorrow to wake up and be like let's get this done but not in the fact of like don't keep putting it off till tomorrow like well that's that, apparent that's, by the the your journey i would say yeah that cuz that's that's a big thing too is people are like all right like they they see the situation that's that's wrong they understand the situation's bad or they're in they're in a place where they don't want to be and they're like if i just ride it out till this if I just write it out till then, and then you just keep 
putting bargaining. time. Yeah, you keep putting time onto it, and then next thing you know, you're stuck at a dead end job for five years because you're like, I just need to get to Christmas. I just need to get through the summer. I just need to get us to vacation. If if you keep having that mindset, you're just, you're never gonna grow. One of the problems I had in high school was that I got so into defensive wrestling where I, I would win matches like 5-0, 11-0, or you know, try and pin someone but never get points scored. Like What you're talking about with your mental state of if you get scored on, it's okay, it's not over. I would just, if I got taken down first, I was like, ugh. And I think what we're talking about here is like when you open up, the term I think we t- I learned that term from wrestling. When you open up and you you don't get so closed off to opportunity, you don't get so like I don't want to say uh, bound by stress, but when you just let it fly, mm-hmm. you let it fly. Things like you have to trust yourself that good things you can make good things happen. Yeah, that goes into that don't think just go mentality. Yeah, um, there's a young buck wrestler coming up now, Bo Bissett. He is a he calls it the machine gun mindset or just rapid fire go 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 if he gets scored on it's okay we're gonna keep going we're gonna keep trying to score ourselves Mm. um and it's it's a lot of fun to watch him practice and wrestle and do things because he's so young but he has such such a good mindset on how to go about achieving his goals and uh it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of fun to get a little bit of inspiration from young bucks like it. the the biggest inspiration for me right now on the competitive wrestling circuit. I mean, I'm a huge fan of watching wrestling too. But Chance Marsteller, man, mm-hmm. talk about somebody that he's younger generation than than you and I. But you, you know, he's winning college opens in eighth grade, and then he's the four time state champion in, in uh, Pennsylvania, which is the hardest state of all fifty undefeated. So it's like it's ridiculous, like the best high school career of anyone. Mm-hmm. And then you see like his whole story about getting caught up with probably the fame and then the partying and then like the whole, you know, the drug life. And mm-hmm. then I just love his redemption of like, he beat the the best United States wrestler of all time, in my opinion, to make the world's team after he got sober and kind of just changed his whole I don't life. know, man. I just love that about wrestling and I love that yeah, about and that, his that, story. That goes to changing your environment and, and realizing that where you are is, is not, helping the situation he or final it's not yeah, the final he, spot he changed schools got himself into a better culture and and had his redemption and he's on top of the world right now literally um and it's a lot it's a lot of inspiration and, and chance too because it's like you see you see these guys grow up and you see them go through things and you expect chance to be at least a two-time national champ and did he he all American? He all American twice, I believe. Yeah, um, third or fourth is senior year, something like that. <clears throat> but uh, he didn't allow that to affect him. At the end of the day, like yeah, he had some bumps along the road after college as well. But those bumps in the road allowed him to see where he wanted to be and needed to be, and put all the time and effort into it and just beat a seven-time world champion to make a world team. So, I mean, fail, failure and hitting the bottom of the bucket is at the end of the road if you don't Sometimes it's it the be. beginning of the road. Yep. So, sometimes sometimes being at the bottom of the bucket, you just got to realize, like, shit, maybe I need to flip this bucket around and dig myself out. So um, it's, 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 a, it's a mindset that you just got to keep freaking going. Like, 
I can't stress it enough. Like if you just keep working and keep driving, eventually things are going to get better. It might not be perfect, but it eventually will get better. I think any game or any endeavor worth playing, you should look at it as the goal is to keep doing it. So, and so long as you love it. So like with marriage, like you're married, we're both, we just both got married this year. Right. Yeah. The thing that I'm learning faster than anything else is like, you can't win at marriage. (laughs) Here's a, there's no like winning. There's no like victory. Like you don't get to a certain spot and you're like, Oh, marriage is over. We've already won the game. You play the game and the way you win is you keep playing the game. Exactly. And not, not giving up (laughs) again. Um, just learning each other and and learning the dance and and making the dance bigger and better it's 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 a complicated chemistry that you have with another person but at the end of the day it's a great chemistry too um so it's just learning learning and bending and breaking in the right spots and learning to walk away at the right times it's 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 like a dance. Yeah, like you said, and wrestling is like a dance. And it's like a dance, and then like like wrestling has changed my life dramatically, and I didn't know how much it affected my life until literally the past like two years. Really, what made you wake up to how it's changed your life? Um, I think once I started realizing that if I go about my life the way I went about wrestling and not being afraid to go to a like a like case in point, we we used to go up to a steel mat club and literally go get our asses kicked. Mm. But then we started not getting our asses kicked, and yeah. then we started hanging with them, and then we started beating them. So I I got this like mindset where I was just like, if I attack my life like that, why can't I be successful? Why like why why can't I like why am I working every week week to week living paycheck to paycheck? Mm. It's because it's it's decisions that I'm making every day, yeah. Uh, and like they might be minimal decisions, and like you don't think that they're they they affect you drastically in the long run, but like they do. So I started fixing little things in my life. I stopped drinking, um, <clears throat> stopped going out. I stopped playing as much video games. I still play too much video games. I think we all do. But you <clears throat> scaled it back. Scaled it back, and then I started in the restaurant industry applying for positions that I never did before, but like I did before in a different way. Mm -hmm. Like it was like my responsibility to do this, but that wasn't my title or like throughout the industry. So like I've done a lot of things, but I, I never held like a a management title. So I was like, Oh, well maybe I I should put in for a chef position. I got a chef position. So that's technically a manager. So I did that for a year and then, um, learned everything that I, I needed to learn with management and this and that. And then, then I w- went and became a kitchen manager and, and learned like hiring and firing food ordering. And so like, I just kept adding to my repertoire. And as I kept adding to my repertoire, I kept climbing jobs, climbing jobs. And like, I'm like positions, the ladder, yeah, the positions, yeah. of the ladder. And, um, I'm, I'm normally a person that likes to stay at a job for a long time, but, I realized that if I put the time in, there's a certain point where you become. It, it's a deterrent for your career now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the only way to advance is to get a new opportunity sometimes. Right. Yeah. 
um so that that's that that's kind of what i applied to like with wrestling to, to life is just like you gotta keep well, going and, and learning new things it's the same to, thing how we were you know why do we go to steel mac club it's because you needed to put yourself in it's not like i had anything against you know warwick mac club like our high school team it's not the problem it's we wanted to go after the best people that we could train with the locally yeah um if you're wrestling the same people every single day you're gonna learn their tricks. You're gonna learn their their habits, their reads, everything like that. Um, but if if you're switching it up and you're taking it taking it to a different level every now and then, and and going to a different style or anything like that, it it, it broadens how you do things and and helps you develop your individual style better. So you can take things from here and there and that and and turn it into whatever you want to turn it into and that's life wrestling marriage everything like if, if you if you learn and adapt and you don't stay stagnant that beautiful things can come i think by having the opportunity to be exposed to so many different looks you understand that the only constant look is that which you give yourself so in other words if you only ever have three training partners then you'll be the the median or the the average you'll be the fourth Mm-hmm. But if you have 300 training partners, you have a much wider variety of people that glean, you know, attributes and, and different reads so that the only common denominator then is like, is you. Right. And the biggest battle that we all face is ourselves. Like self-doubt and, and mental, like mental, mental health, mental or... health and all that stuff. That That's our biggest battle. And like I heard recently about how like you you think of your body as a car and like what you're intaking is your fuel your your mind is that engine and like there's things that, like you might not be a a a $500,000 sports car like a professional athlete but you can still do things to to improve your car you can still do things Dude. to improve that vehicle mentally physically emotionally all all the above I read my daughter's story it's so funny to say that yesterday and it was about a car race and there was the blue orange green and red and the red was the putt putt and it's like why is thing even the race and and the idea was like the one was going so fast it crashed the other one um threw out tacks on the road and flat and gave a flat tire to the second place car and then that person was so far ahead they stopped and got something to eat before the finish line but the little red putt putt car just kept putting around and kept, you know, the little engine that could mm-hmm. stayed stayed focused, stayed on track, and won the race. And it's just like by not being distracted and not and by and by being humble and by being having these positive character traits, they overcame the deficit by your car being a, a junker. Right. Um, I think that a hundred percent applies to what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and then, like. Mental health for men, I don't think it's talked about enough. I mean, like, um, I was talking to a friend the other day about it, how, like, we we tend to shoulder things and carry things, and we don't realize how much stuff's bothering us until it's too late sometimes. Um, like, that's what led to my heavy drinking, and I, I didn't realize it. I thought I was just going out and having a good time with friends, but then once I started like cutting back on the drinking and realized that there was deeper problems that I was, I was coping with. Um, and 
once my mind started getting sharper, then my body started feeling better. I started feeling like I wanted to work out again. And so you quit the alcohol. That's what. Yeah, yeah. the alcohol was a big thing. Um, and that honestly, that wasn't even really. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. it's not. It wasn't a a, a decision that I I made for myself. My body kind of made it for me. Um, I had a really bad bender of a night. I ended up out in the middle of an alleyway, drunk, laying in my own throw up. Mm. And uh, for about three months after that, I couldn't even smell alcohol. I mean, yeah. a, a beer would turn my stomach. Yeah. Um, so with those three months of alcohol just turning my stomach helped a lot. And then after after I had three months of not drinking, it just became a thing where it was like it was really easy just to go out and, and not drink anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's in my head. With, with with things that can be addicting. There's other things that I've overcome kind of the same way. You just cold turkey it, it's going to freaking suck. I feel like the the lesson there, and I think this is a good, like a good final one, is like the problems don't go away until you face them. Right, right. Um, there's always going to be that demon and if you keep kind of just putting doors up or walls up between that demon, the demon's still there. It's still underlying. And now it's just causing havoc in other aspects that you don't even know. But if you go and you step up and you man up and you attack your demons and you, and you, you go and fight every day, things change drastically. And, um, now you're the, you're the demon to it. Right, like you, you you're the <laughs> you suffocate you're, it. You're the one that knocks, right? Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, demon slaying is a, is a big thing, um, and sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need help slaying those demons, and it's it's um, it's okay to ask for help. I, I think that's a big thing I want to get out if with this is is as 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 a man, is it, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to cry. It's a, it's um. It's okay to let emotions go. Because if you don't let them go, then they don't go anywhere. And once you let them go, they can go somewhere and you can be productive again. Exactly. I feel like you can't shout in the mirror. This is like a common thing, like an Alex Ramosi quote. It's like, you don't overcome insecurity by shouting affirmations in the mirror. You overcome insecurity by stacking up an undeniable uh, repertoire of evidence. And... Uh, you know, you can't undo the 115 or so wins you had after high school. You know, you can't mm-hmm. undo the 20 years you've put in an industry already. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm just gonna let it ride and be like, it's a fact. It is what it is. But I want to, I want to thank you so much, man. I know it's quite a drive to come out to the studio. Um, shout out to Matt Smoke and Oakum. You know, stay tuned. I believe in the future that that will be the best yeah, restaurant. There's going to be some big things coming up in the future for sure. I just and had a steak from Matt and can can vouch for him. Uh, it was one of the best steaks I've had. But yeah, it's reach it's, out to Matt on social media. Where's what's your social media? I can people get a hold of you? Um, on Facebook, it's uh, just Mateo Myers. Um, Instagram, it's I think it's Mazzy Main. Ma- Mazzy Main seven one seven. Um. That's the only social media platforms I'm really on cool, man. right now. So, Well, hey, I appreciate it. It was great. Thunderstock Marketing, Thunderstock Show out. Peace. Peace.